Welcome to Best Served, a podcast recognizing unsung hospitality heroes. Join Chef Jensen Cummings as he chops it up with industry leaders about the humans who've impacted their lives and careers. From childhood guides, to ass-kicking mentors, to the team members in the trenches that make it all happen. Help us celebrate these rock stars by sharing our show and nominating your own unsung hospitality heroes. Connect with us on social media at Best Served Podcast. Now here is your host. What's up, everybody? Jensen Cummings here. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Today is Best Served Podcast 399. We're talking three years of acknowledging restaurant industry's unsung hospitality heroes. Hashtag unsung hospitality heroes. You know this is the entire foundation of why I started Best Served. We're going to be talking. We're going to be going reflective today we're gonna be looking back we're gonna be thinking about the last three years it's been a fucking emotional roller coaster for everybody uh highs highs and low lows i feel like uh for myself personally and excited to also in a second bring in uh elon wenzel who uh long 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 time confidant in the industry just an all-around badass chef in the sushi side and uh now has element knife company we'll talk about that a little bit but uh elon's really important to me and to to the show because we launched this show together november 18th 2019 is when best served podcast launched so we're going to reflect back on that i just want to take a moment of gratitude that so many tens of thousands of people hundreds of thousands have seen content from best served over these three years and i'm just really humbled and grateful to bring any value of any impact at all across the restaurant industry, but to have been able to highlight so many unsung hospitality heroes, bring so many stories to the forefront, go beyond what's on the plate and really celebrate who gets it to the plate, which is, you know, what I believe truly matters. It's uh, it's an honor. It's truly an honor. And to continue to go forward with uh, what Best Served Podcast has laid the foundation for to, you know, empower and educate future leaders. Of this industry is exciting for me. It's daunting because in the industry, we have a lot of work to do and a lot of opportunity, I think. So, uh, but yeah, today we're just going to reflect a little bit. So I want to bring Elon in now. Elon, good to see you. Hello. Like when I say we're like, we're friends, confidants, like we literally share a fence. We are neighbors. <laughs> we share a fence. Elon has to constantly throw uh, baseballs and footballs back over <laughs> the fence funny. that the boys throw over to his side. So uh been really close through all of this, been really really grateful that uh, you and i have been able to even just catch 10 words five minutes you know outside the garages to be like how you doing man like what the fuck is going on like you know where are you at where your where's your head at you such an entrepreneur and it can be you know can be a little lonely right when you're out there hustling and so appreciate those moments that we're able to share so uh but let's go back november 18th 2019 i want to i want to paint the picture we had no idea what was in store for us what was happening with you at that time what was going on man a lot of uncertainty i had uh left my day job to pursue element knife company and uh a lot of emotions tied up with that you know i worked there for a lot of years and i loved what i did sushi sasa yeah sushi sasa uh chef owner wayne conwell uh and just a fantastic crew uh, I loved everybody. I loved what I did, but I knew that if I wasn't putting all of my efforts into Element, then it was never going to happen. So uh, reluctantly, but also excitedly left without a plan. I just knew I needed to do something. 
And I knew something would pop up and was doing some holiday pop-ups at the Broadway market um, for 2019 holiday season, learned of an opportunity that was going to be coming available in spring, specifically March of 2020. Uh, so yeah, I, I signed the lease, moved in, set everything up, uh, was open for a week, and then the pandemic hit. <laughs> and that's not even a literal week, like six Literally days, one days, week. Something. Yeah. yeah, one yeah. week. That was unreal that timing and so even like giving people a little context because so many uh entrepreneurs so many people trying to kind of like manifest their own kind of food journey really listen to to this show and so you had had element knife company as kind of a side hustle for quite a few years right you were you were a broker for multiple high-end japanese cutlery and you also have some utensils and things you kind of were popping up at restaurants going and and selling knives to chefs, groups of, of chefs at restaurants, cooks. You were yeah. doing knife sharpening a lot. Yeah. And you decided off, you had to go all break. in. <laughs> yeah. Decided to go all in. You uh, know, sometimes you have to like rip off the band-aid a little bit, which is scary. And yet like the long journey starts with the first steps. And so you took that that leap. Oh yeah. You know, I for a lot of years I wanted to make it perfect because of fear. You know, I was, I had a great job. I had a great schedule, a uh, great crew, uh, worked with awesome products, uh, fear, complacency, and comfort kept me from leaping. And I just realized like, let's you just got to do it. And, you know, to leave a paycheck where you know that you can make your bills <laughs> into yeah. the unknown. Um, but I've been very fortunate and things worked out even oh. in all of that disaster as it were. I mean, I want to paint a picture further for people because those, those early days, even your, your place again, literally we share a fence was just stacks of knives everywhere. Yeah. You right? came over a few times and my shipping and receiving department uh, inventory office, it was all just kind of strewn about the house. And sometimes it migrated from the basement to yeah. the living room or vice versa. You know, sometimes I had to like move stacks of knives off of the couch to like sit down and like rap with you about, you know, what was going on and strategy around how you were going to like launch and where you were going to go and where the attention was and all of those things. And, you know, I'm looking at all that. And I was like, wow, that's that's a lot of money sitting on those. I, you know, I I had bought like, I don't know, six, seven knives from you over the years. And I was like, I could buy a car with the amount of knives I have. I'm looking at dozens and dozens and dozens Man. of knives and stones. And I'm like, this is tens of tens of thousands of dollars. Like you, you jumped off the deep end a little bit because your game inventory is incredibly important, right? Like yeah, you have yeah. to have all the options of those high end knives. And your knives are not inexpensive. When you started out, you had only the elite. Now you've like really diversified your offerings. I want to touch on that a little bit because I think you mentioned like, you know, maybe there's a little bit of humility from the fear that you have or wanting to make it perfect. But let's take just a couple minutes. We have to talk about the elephant in the room. We have to talk about the last two years. You mentioned Broadway Market. That's gone. That's totally defunct now. Totally defunct, gone. As far as I know, yeah. Right. You made the shift because of the same ownership into Stanley Marketplace. So that's scary. Talk about that transition and what it's been like over the last two years for you. Totally scary. One of the owners, Mark Shaker, came to me and said, look, we're closing Broadway Market. Uh, we have a space that is available for a few months. Let's get you over there for the holiday season of 2019 moving into 2020. Uh, or excuse me, 2020 moving into 2021 <clears throat> to 
uh, at least get you through that holiday season. And then we'll figure out if there's space for you in another space. So I, I basically went in to do a three, four month pop up with an uncertain future. And it's what do you do? Scary. <laughs> it's, it's frightening. Uh, but if you can be okay with rolling with the punches uh, and just trust that something will happen, um, and then wow. it, it can work out. And I, I've been very fortunate. So it worked out for me. Yeah. I mean, you, you kept steadfast on, on that path. I mean, these are two pivotal moments that you just mentioned. One is just making the leap from the day job, the side hustle and going in all in on kind of your vision and that trajectory, which so many of us struggle with. It's so unbelievably scary to do that. I get messages all the time. So one of the most common things I get asked, like, how do I go and do my own thing? One of the most common things that I do get asked. And then, though, you have some belief. Sometimes you have, like, for no reason, you have faith and trust and confidence in yourself. Even if, for us entrepreneurs, it's unmerited because we don't know what's going to happen. But you knew that shit was on fire. And you said, I'm still going to stick with the shop. I'm still going to go and do the pop-up. I'm now going to sign a lease because you're now, you've been at Stanley Marketplace ever since. Why did you have that belief? Because now you have some history to say, this is maybe not a good situation, but I'm going to, I'm going to push through it. Where did that come from? You know, the reality is underneath that belief, there's all that fear, uh, so much. all those feelings, uh, all that uncertainty, but I strongly believe that with a can-do attitude and an ability or a willingness to be able to roll with those punches, um, that you can make it work. And it may not be what you intended. It may not be exactly what you wanted, but that's life, right? You get dealt hands and uh, <laughs> what else can you do? I mean, For real. and if it didn't work out, okay, that would have really sucked and it would have been depressing and, uh, I would have done what I had to do. Right. I mean, I have the skill set, culinary school, all those years of being a chef. So if I have to work at a meat department or seafood department or be a barista, right. I can do that until right. the right thing comes along. You know, I, I learned long ago that deals come and go and so true. You just have so to navigate true. that way. Yeah. You, you can, you can go back to the the safe normal thing you can go back at uh, putting yourself on this path oh, man i really appreciate that and i'm always just so impressed with how cool and calm and collected you are even though i'm sure that there's times you've been fucking screaming into your pillow and you're oh, in what the fuck am i doing like what is oh, wrong with me mo moments like, of sheer panic oh the yeah error, <laughs> the absolute terror going what was i thinking and you know you you've been You've been so calm and collected through that. So I appreciate that. And also open. You talk about the fear. You've talked to me about like, yeah, like here's where I'm actually at. And uh, even recently, I just, I was so grateful that you told me that you, you went even more all in. I didn't think that was possible. You went more all in. And right now you said this holiday season <sighs> is going to be my biggest. This holiday season is going to make or break like Element Knife Company. You're saying. I believe in the brand that we've built. I've believed in the foundation of our customer base. I believe in our ability to reach more customers through Stanley Marketplace, through the educational stuff you do on social media, online, which I think is incredibly valuable. So what's going on now? What do you believe is kind of your path forward? What's, what's next? What are you willing to risk now? 
Man, oh man. So yeah, uh, get get to be seen, but you know, we spent just about every single dollar element knife company has so much so that when I order something, (laughs) uh, I almost hope it takes longer than I want because it allows a little bit more money to come in. A little cash Um, flow game. Yeah. And I've never, ever looked so, you know, in those early stages for sure. But now, like at least in a while, I have not looked maybe every few hours at our bank statements to make sure that we're not going to default on something. Um, But we wanted to have all the product available uh, for the shoppers and people are starting to come in and peep the shop and get Mm -hmm. ideas or already start to get their products for or uh, gifts for family members or themselves. Uh, So 2023, um, you know, I think what we really want to do is continue that educational piece. Uh, I have an idea of a book I really want to write. I'd like to make these two bladesmith tours, um, potentially one uh, first one in April um and maybe even a knife making experience in japan i think they're setting that there's a, a tour that i want to get in through kikuichi for their uh north american sellers yeah uh, just Ooh, i i didn't know about this either see and time like is it. money you know just I like it <laughs> experiential though we talked about from from pre-day one i think my number one uh message to you was you're not selling knives you're selling right. mastery of knife work that you and your technique and your ability is at an elite level, right? And so you mentioned this like kind of perfectionist mindset that you had at first, only the very best, only this style of Japanese. And now you have a very broad range. You have Eastern style, you have East meets West, you have Western style, right? You have entry points all the way to those high, high end custom multi-thousand dollar knives, but it was all about the mastery. It's the relationship that we have with that blade and what you use it for, that's more important than the blade itself. And that's what you've been able to unlock. And so it makes all the sense in the world that education continues and experiential makes sense to me. If somebody's willing to spend thousands of dollars on those Japanese knives, get them out to Japan for that experience because they've proven that they want to be on a different path than somebody who says, I just need something that stays sharp that I can chop some vegetables once a week when I cook dinner for my family. Yeah, 100%. And we, you know, those words that you mentioned about the experience and the best, that really stuck with me. And saying unlocking it, I think that's one way to articulate it, is that it's not just the best of the best of the best. It's the best of what is best for the spectrum, right? And so those, just like you said, once a week people, well, they should have the best for what they need. For what they need. Versus the sushi chef that should have the best for what they need versus the... um, new american cuisine chef right so Mm. so on and so forth so same reason we brought in some pass-through sharpeners right years ago i always had a low opinion about a pass-through sharpener right but the bottom line is people should be happy in cooking and their kitchen time should be a joy not a chore so i brought in the best pass-through sharpener but it could be for those people that don't have the time or the means to come into the shop to bring me their knives to sharpen or want to learn to sharpen because learning to sharpen is an investment of time and money as well so oh yeah, Elon, the humility that it takes for somebody to be at an elite level in a craft like being a sushi chef to now say people can start their journey or be whatever journey is best for them. And you are creating the opportunity for any entry point, I think is incredibly valuable to understand. And that's a superpower to be able to have the humility to step back and say, if you want to get on this steep trajectory to have the best of the best of the best, I can take you there. 
And if you want an entry point where you can have an enjoyable co cooking experience, home yeah. experience, professional experience, then I have that for you as well. I, I really, really appreciate that. And, and huge plug right now for anybody. I'm a professional. I've been 22 plus years. I have spent a lot of money on developing my skills on, on literally I could buy a car with the knives that I had bought from, <laughs> from, uh, from Elon in over the years. But like, I still have Elon sharpen my knives. I put them over the fence and he sharpens it because watching you on a stone is literally like, like art, poetry in motion type stuff. And uh, so I highly recommend anybody go to Stanley Marketplace uh, bring in your knives to have Elon sharpen or just pop in there to see if Elon happens to be sharpening somebody else's knives because it's like it's like watching a campfire like not that much is happening yet like it's mesmerizing it seriously it seriously is so uh, I love that and uh, I'm going to pop this up on the screen but tell everybody uh, elementknife.com at element knife company on the social medias uh, what are you hoping people get if they interact with you get onto your website get onto your social media, come into the store. You know, I mean, obviously we'd love to sell somebody something, but yeah, anything, buy some knives, people. Let's go. Anything and everything. You know, we realized early on and in these conversations we had years ago together about grassroots efforts, support mm. and education. And that's what we're about. You know, uh, I'll talk your ear off if you come into the shop about whatever you want to know. If you want to know about sushi, if you want to know about knives or steel or metallurgy, the little that I know anyway, the field of metallurgy is vast. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, well, you know, we just wrap. I have some stools in the shop. You can come and hang out, pull out a stool and just hang out and help me greet customers. And yeah, yeah get out time. to Stanley Marketplace. A lot of great stuff going on there. And right just around the corner, our very good friend, absolute leader in the industry, right? Caroline Glover of a just won a James Beard Award. So now Aurora, Colorado is on the map Fantastic. on the culinary scene. And uh, and the fact that there's two people that I have such high respect for literally is, you know, walk out the door and you're right there. It makes a lot of sense. Like th that kind of rising tides lifts all ships there's there's an energy out there that i think is starting to really kind of become palpable when you go out to aurora when you go out to stanley marketplace so appreciate that oh elon what a journey it's been three years holy heck and of course we're going to do this every year november 18th every year uh what an important date and i'm so grateful to you know been on this part of our journey together and we're barely scratching the surface which is so again yeah. fucking terrifying and exciting isn't it Oh, 100%. And we'd like to end, uh, echo those sentiments, too. Just a, a thank you and a gratitude to you yeah. for um, raising people up in the industry and kind of shining a light on well, a day in the life of what the industry is like and in all the different avenues, right? It's a pretty broad spectrum. Uh, everything from delivery drivers to uh, dishwashers, front of the house, back of the house, uh, owners, all that stuff. So, yeah, thank you. Um, I'm on a mission, man, you know, amplify the worth and work of those who feed their community. And we do it in so many ways. And, and you're doing it at, at such a high level and that level of humility, it's, it's making me want to like, how can I continue to find more ways to bring value that aren't just my own experience. And I think that's where we, you and I align 100% on that. So thank you for that. All right, Elon, you got some work to do. go sharpen some knives. I'll talk to you later. Bye. See you. All right, everyone, that is it. Thank you. Oh, what an absolute honor always to talk to Elon and every year on this uh, 
on this date. We're going to reminisce a little bit. I'm just so humbled and so grateful that anybody would take five minutes, 10 minutes, about 20 minutes for this episode to engage, to know that your story matters, to know that unsung hospitality heroes are uplifting. They are the pillars of both culture and commerce in their community. You are not just a cook. You are not just a dishwasher. You're not just as good as your next plate up. And I really believe that. And we've put a lot of time, effort, money, content, you know, tens of thousands, millions of views on our content. And I could not do it without, especially the core team that we have, Andrew Parr, Sophie Breaker, Corey Nelson, Betsy Cummings, who have been really, really the rock, the core of what Best Served has been over these years and the ability to connect with tens of thousands of restaurant professionals and have had, you know, 500 guests on the show. It's, it's unbelievable. And it's just the beginning. We have a lot to work to do to empower and educate those future leaders of this industry. I want to leave it better than we found it. My wife, fifth generation chef restaurant tour, my family, a lot of, you know, the legacy. We started our first restaurant, 1900 Little Falls, Minnesota. I got some, some young kids that I'm wanting to leave the industry better than I found it so that they have an opportunity to be the sixth generation if they decide to, because we invested in what matters, what truly matters. And that's the people. That's it. Oh, man, appreciate you all. Once again, this was Best Served Podcast 399, three years of acknowledging restaurant industries, unsung hospitality heroes. That's all of you. Appreciate you. Thanks for listening to the Best Served Podcast. Subscribe to our show and connect with us on social media at Best Served Podcast. Tune in next week to discover more unsung hospitality heroes.